Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast where being gay is music to our ears. That is a pun that will make sense later. Today we have Ozzy. (laughs) (laughs) And Addie. I was just about to say, like, anytime one of us leads this, like, generally whoever's leading the episode or putting together the episode like says the thing at the top and like has to come up with a thing. And I was just like obsessed with this one when I saw it. I was like, yeah, that's fucking perfect (laughs) for what we're doing. I love that. Um, I'm so glad you appreciated it. Uh, For those who don't know yet today. (laughs) You may know. You're talking. You may. You may have guessed. But (laughs) today we're talking about queer and trans music. Um, And we're going to be covering some new stuff from this year that we've been listening to by queer and trans artists, as well as just going down some rabbit holes of, like, general queer shit that we like, Um, including, yeah, like, (laughs) probably some songs that are gay in our hearts, if not necessarily in the minds of the artists who wrote them, but... Also, maybe those artists are gay. Like we just, we just don't know. Who can yeah. say for sure? I, I live by the philosophy "gay until proven straight." So, definitely, I think that's that's the correct approach. I mean, um, it's the way to combat heteronormativity. Definitely. And, you know, it's like, I feel like you do sort of have to add that, like, especially for famous people, they have to pretend to be straight sometimes for, like, publicity or whatever. So what they're doing in public, that could be very different from their actual feelings. We don't know. Exactly. Um, Well, since we have (laughs) a queer and trans musician on this very podcast with us. I figured we should start out by talking about your music, Adelaide. Um, I feel like, I don't know, we did um, an episode about your music a little while ago, but is there anything you want to share about just like what's been happening with your musical journey since we did that episode? Um, Like any of the shows you've been playing and stuff? You're the freaking best. Um... Yes, I've been playing a lot of shows. I need to record more music is basically what it comes down to because you feel I, like it's hard to balance the two because when you're playing a lot live, then it's like you don't have the energy to be making new stuff as well. Right. Well, and recording is expensive depending on how you do it. And I only yeah. recently started... Um, reintroducing some musicians to play with me because the person who I worked with for the EP is not someone I've been working with. Um, (laughs) But the good news is so far, um, every musician that I'm working with is a he-they. So we're kind of joking that it's Adelaide and the he-theys. That's beautiful. Um, And uh, yes, I would love if you release the album with like that's how the band is credited, right? I know we've kind of been joking about it, and they want to make merch that's like Adelaide and the Heathens, but like, but like it's he they's somehow heathens, yeah, right, right, like, yeah, so it's a Y it and an N at the same time, somehow. exactly, right, yes. That seems doable. Right? You got to get like two different colors of ink or something. You can make it happen. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. No, it's been really, really nice. I've been playing a lot of places in Buffalo. I am going to be playing in Rochester sometime this fall. And I do want to do a tour sometime in the near future, either this fall or um, in the spring. But so stay tuned. Um, Yeah, keep your eyes open for an Adelaide event near you. Yes. Can you imagine (laughs) coming out and having your little heart filled to the brim? I had Uh, um, some of my farm coworkers come to this last one. and It was their first time hearing me play. And my one farm coworker was like, I just was so surprised that they were so heartfelt. And I was like, surprised? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's surprising that they were surprised, but that's so sweet. I was like, I guess I am a bit of a shyster on the farm, but like, I'm just a fucking tender softie. 
<laughs> yeah that's I feel like that's what it is it's like your music is very much your essence and your essence is so tender and heartfelt like how could the music not be that exactly well so yeah one of the things I was going to talk about is like thinking about myself not only as a musician but as a songwriter because I think part of the reason why like yeah. that is the case right is because I'm the one writing my songs um and all of my musicians that I've been working with are also tender beings. Um, and I love that for me and for everyone who gets to see us because you're just going to fall in love with every one of us. Um, but That's so beautiful. I, I know. <laughs> They're truly precious. They're all Gen Z also. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. But, you know, it is a different skill set. And I've kind of been coming to terms with the fact that I do think I'm even like much more of a songwriter than I thought that I once was like, yes, I'm a musician. But honestly, like so much of me being a musician is as a tool to write music. Um, so right. that's been kind of like a fun exploratory thing for me as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we'll talk about this more later. But like, I do feel like a lot of the best like new singer songwriters are queer Obviously. and I feel like there's something about that like I don't know like having potentially a lot of traumatic experiences or just like weird uncomfortable experiences <laughs> that you want to articulate or work through um that can like lead to some really great art as well um like I think a lot of what like the artists I've been listening to the most recently happen to be queer but i think it's partly because they are such great like songwriters um and that's like that feels like something that can be harder to find these days sometimes absolutely no i completely agree and i've been really lucky that like while i've been playing all around buffalo i like have been playing uh, i've played like three shows in the last three shows since february at this amazing queer leftist DIY space um, called The Lavender Room. And we're actually going to have the lead organizer on in two episodes. Next week, we're doing a, a queer ultimatum episode. So if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Yes, so that catch up you can... before the next episode comes out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then after that, we're going to be talking to Jer from The Lavender Room and um, – it's been such an incredible experience to not only play in a predominantly queer and trans space, like most of the people in the audience are queer and trans, um, mm -hmm. but also a lot of the other musicians on bills are um, queer and or trans. So it's been like such a beautiful experience to do, to do that. And um, like... It has caused this thing where if you stay, if you were a real one and you stayed all the way to the end of last um, episode, I talk about like basically making fun of straight people at a, um, a venue that wasn't the Lavender Room because I was like, who's all queer here? And basically it was like not loud enough, to be honest. And um, right. I think I just got so used to playing at the Lavender Room that I was like... And you're like, what's going on? I was really? like, what the hell is happening here? So there's definitely been some really beautiful elements to that. And... But I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, like, the kind of hard elements, I guess, of being a, like, queer For and sure. trans yes. uh, musician. Um, so I really do feel grateful that most of the time that I play music, people are, like, very, very pleasantly surprised or like you know especially when you when you're seeing local music if you haven't heard of the person before like to be pleasantly surprised by someone I don't mean like people who know me I mean like people who hadn't known right. me before and then like go and they're like oh my god and they want to know more about me or they like ask me to play another show or in this one case this um straight cis man asked to interview me for his music blog and I was like, yeah, okay, you know, let's do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough. So when, first of all, the article is not, or the, the blog post is not well written. Um, so that gives me a bit of a headache. Yes, that's, and I feel like it's also just a sign of like, 
the deeper issues. Like that's kind of the first surface level thing you notice, but it gets worse. (laughs) Yes. So when this interview first came out, the interviewer had put she, her pronouns for everything. And like, yes, I am okay with pretty much any pronouns. However, when I am doing public facing things, I'm always using they, them pronouns. When I'm in my like email, I'm using they, them pronouns. In my Instagram profiles, it's they, them. Um, Right. And you like told them to use they, them. I did. You didn't say any pronouns. Exactly. Because no person other than another trans person can understand that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only other trans people are allowed like, just to be like there was pronoun. not room for misinterpretation <laughs> you were clear about what you wanted exactly. and this person just did not do that correct so i i want to read a cursed sentence please do um well so what it was originally was which this whole thing is kind of false too like anyway it's just it's a mess is a consummate musical artist who is frank about her gender. In parentheses, she is queer, was how it first read. Um, yes, and I, I was that. like, okay, so please change it to they, them. So they did. Um, I can link to the cursed article in the bio because I think my quotes are kind of funny, including talking about. Uh, <laughs> I talk about like uplifting musicians who are of marginalized identities um, and also talk about how whenever I see like a group of white cis men on stage performing music, I'm just like, yikes, you know, like big yikes. It's not your time anymore. And I know that some of them are probably good and there's things to be learned there. But like, you know, it's not for me. And that's not going to be what we're highlighting today either. Um, Yes, for sure. I also feel like it makes sense that like, if you've had bad experiences with those people, that is why like you, you might have reasons to be mistrustful because of other experiences you've had in the music industry, I would assume. Exactly. Such as this reporting thing, this blog guy. This blog guy and like, so everyone who I've played music with before, at the time I was playing with them, identified as a cis man. Mm-hmm. That had like, someone now is out as non-binary. However, the predominant thing is this like kind of one-upping machismo like ego-based way of playing music that is kind of like intrinsic unless you've done the work to unlearn it part of being Mm -hmm. a cis man in this society and that was really debilitating to my um, growth as a musician and as a songwriter because I felt so small I felt so um I didn't feel like I was a good guitar player, which is kind of ridiculous upon reflection. Um, yeah. Because I was just it, playing that with That is people. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you're an amazing guitar player. Thank you. And it's also just like, that sounds terrible. Like, just you're yeah. competing with everyone you're working with. Like, why would that be a nice way to create art? It's not. That's not a way to create art. So... I do feel really lucky that I've found people that aren't in that category. And so we can have like a much yes. softer approach to it. Um, I do want to also share, and this was, you know, not since we did our last episode, but um, still important to this episode, I think, mm-hmm. in that. So I have a beautiful custom built Fender Stratocaster, sorry, my words are literally because I know very little about like I the was like, technical yeah, side. I have no things. idea. To be but... clear, if you don't know what that is, great. But those of you that do, you'll know. Um, it's custom build because it has three P90 pickups. Again, those of you who don't know, it's basically that's how it gets the sound from the electric guitar to an amplifier is like through the pickups. Um, and P90s are a specific kind of pickup that don't t- usually come with that type of guitar. I got this guitar, which is probably worth way, like, I don't even know how much, but, um, for 250 bucks, 
And the reason oh, yeah. why I got it for this much is I was dating someone at the time um, who's also queer, and they were working with this man. And this man's father had passed away and his dad like did all these custom builds. And he was like, I want to keep some of them, but I want to sell some of them. And I'll sell this one to you. And I was like, hell fucking yeah, I'm so down. Because my ex was like my, well, they must have not said my partner, but like whatever. They were like, I know someone who's looking for a guitar. Like I know blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it turns out he sold it to me for that cheap because he thought we were going to hook up. Oh, no. And so, like, (laughs) major cringe, major, like, absolute absurd. Like, I did not know this man. Like, I did not know this man. That's bizarre. But I always Also, was there a bit of an age gap? You said this was, like, the dad of someone. No, the dad had passed away. Oh, oh, the dad had passed away. Okay, okay. And he was the one who (laughs) made these, but the I was imagining, like, a 60-year-old man trying (laughs) to hit on you, Um, which would make it even funnier. Yes, no, it's all cringe, but I always joke that I got the guitar for as cheap as I did through the audacity of man. And... Without fail, anytime I'm playing anywhere that's not the lavender room, um, like some man will come up to me either before or after the show to be like, oh my God, I love your guitar. And again, I know very little about like the true amazingness of this guitar. I should learn. But (laughs) at the same time, it's... It is, like, hilarious to me that it's this thing that, like, has given me respect in the music industry because... Right. It's kind of like a form of reparation. I don't know. It's like you got this thing through literal, like, sexual harassment. Exactly, literally. But it's also, like, you got something out of it. So definitely, like, you should just take that and run with it. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's basically the tea. I do want to just kind of end my little, um, segment here by saying that I do truly, like, it is my favorite thing in the world to be a musician and be a songwriter. And, um, like, this incredible, um, queer woman, Hannah, gave me this poem after my last show. And she was like, the first time you played at the Lavender Room, I wrote this poem while you did your set. And it's like basically integrating all of these things from all my songs. And I'm just like, oh my fucking God. And like, there's just been things like that where it's just been very inspiring to people, predominantly queer um, and trans people and also femmes. And, you know, I just, I feel so grateful to help people connect with their feelings and also like just like feel inspired and feel connected to like the ooey goodness that life can be so all in all incredible other than you know the audacity of men generally like that's the problem generally in the world so yes well I feel like also what you're describing is like the benefits of being in more spaces with other queer and trans musicians and like queer and trans venues and stuff like that and like that really does make a difference in like creating more welcoming spaces honestly for everyone I would say Absolutely. but um yeah like definitely more so than the much more cis male dominated like mainstream music industry absolutely um well we also wanted to talk about some of our other favorite- things <laughs> Yes. Other things besides, I mean, obviously, Addie is our favorite queer musician (laughs) on the podcast. But uh, now that we've gotten number one out of the way, let's move on to some other queer musicians. Yes. yes. So we just wanted to talk a little bit about like, some new things that have come out in 2023 so far that we really liked. And some other stuff as well down the line. 100%. Um, so I think the first thing that we both wanted to talk about is Boy Genius. Surprise! So, yeah, I know Super you will all be shocked. <laughs> um, so for anyone who listens to this podcast but somehow does not know, Boy Genius I think there's a is- crossover. Like, 
when we do our Spotify wraps, they haven't done it this year, but before they used to say like, what your top listeners are listening to. And it was like all these people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I feel like I know that our listeners are very aligned with this uh, genre of music and these artists specifically. Absolutely. But um, yes, for anyone who isn't aware, um, Boy Genius is kind of like a super group of sorts. That's it's right. made up of these three really prolific, amazing uh, queer women singer-songwriters, Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers, and Julian Baker. Um, I personally am a huge, huge Lucy Dacus stan, and that's kind of how I got into Boy Genius. Um, I really love the other two as well, but I think, like, for me, Lucy is one of the best musicians ever. Like, she's she's way up there. Um, but honestly, I think if you like any of them, you will really like this project. Um, I feel like definitely like Lucy Dacus's style is like a bit more prominent. I think she's sometimes described as like the musical like brain behind it in some ways, but um, it's it definitely like combines all of their styles really beautifully. Um, and it's also just like a great vibe, like their energy together and their like public presence is also really beautiful, uh, which I know Addie wanted to talk about more as well. Yeah, um, I also I'm I'm curious if you know who my favorite is out of these three. I actually don't. I I think Phoebe. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> Lucy That's is a I very thought. close second. Sorry to uh, Julian, but um, Julian. Yeah, has, I mean it's like they're they're all great. But I, I will say Julian's solo stuff is hard for me to listen to because it is very much about her depression um yes that makes sense so it's definitely they they all do make some sad sad music yes, sometimes so be watch out for that for be, sure preserve um, your energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but make sure you're in a place to receive information that could hurt you before exactly, you engage literally um but yeah but, no as Ozzy yes. was saying i like literally am so obsessed with watching their friendship. If you do not follow Boy Genius on Instagram, you should because every single post is gayer than the next. Like they just posted, they just, they're on tour right now. So they're posting a lot and they just posted this like photo dump that had a video in it that was just Julian. They were like at a zoo and it's just Julian being like the wolves, the wolves are out like on the phone to, I don't know which one, one of them. And is like, the wolves are out. Oh no, God. get here. Run. Run here now. <laughs> and I'm like, that is true friendship. That's like friendship. And like, there's so many of them kissing. It's just so gay and so good. And I'm fucking obsessed. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm not... I, I need to be on Instagram more because I, I miss this kind of content. Um, but I did want to read a little bit from this profile that came out of them in the cut, which is where I got a little bit of a snippet of this Instagram content because the piece is like, it's like a photo essay kind of. Yeah. Um, but it's just so gay. And I think like... I don't know, beforehand, like, I definitely knew that Lucy Dacus is queer. She writes a lot about sapphic relationships. Um, I think Julian's I knew Phoebe was queer. I wasn't sure about Julian. Yeah. But then after reading this profile, I was like, oh, they're, they're all extremely gay. Yes. Like, I don't know specific sexualities. Now I do. But yeah, like, it's just, it's very, like, their relationship together is very homoerotic and also just I think a lot of the things they express and like do together seem very queer. Uh, for example, in this piece, Julian Baker mentions that they all got matching tattoos together and that's like what's on the album cover um, of their latest album, The Record, is like a picture of all of their matching tattoos. And I just think that that is so gay. That's so gay. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, some other things from this piece that I think really capture just, like, how adorable their relationship is, um, 
there's one quote from Phoebe Bridgers where she says, when I get criticism for my own music, I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But when music critics don't like our band, like referring to Boy Genius, I'm like, you fucking incel motherfucker, leave my friends alone. Exactly. Um, which I think is really cute because Phoebe's also definitely the most like popular of the three, I would say. Like, I think she's kind of the most famous. So mm -hmm, for her mm -hmm. to be like, people can criticize my work, but like, you can't criticize this project that I do with my friends. Yes. Um, is really cute to me. Absolutely. Um, there also was a photo of Phoebe where Julian Baker said, people have no idea of the logistics and sacrifice that go into looking this hot on stage. Phoebe is doing the work. Um, just like yes. great gassing each other up. Um, there also, I think in this profile was a lot of like fun gender stuff mm -hmm. going on. Yes. Um, I think anyone who follows boy genius will have noticed that they often dress very mask when they're together they do a lot of like suit and tie kind of like sharp mask looks or cowboy um, looks if you haven't yeah, seen it it's or, yes, literally definitely. the best um and that's i feel like maybe i haven't mentioned like there is definitely a strong country influence to their work mm -hmm. that they make as yes. boy genius um which i think like old country is somewhat present yeah um like they're they're very influenced by like dolly um mm -hmm. and yeah i think like that that sort of era of like women's singer songwriter country groups um yeah so i guess I feel like um, in this piece, they also talked more about like how, I guess like how they approach their gender presentation together. Um, they also refer to themselves as a group, as the boys. Yes. Um, and Lucy Dacus said, it's kind of fun to play around with gender expression together, be like, we're a bunch of hot guys right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> and which is it's so hot obviously and i'm like I, it really doesn't matter to me whether it's like trans mask or just very gay like right either course. way it's so on hot on some level it doesn't um, matter right and on, on some level like what is the difference really right? like I, I don't need to distinguish between the two um personally but I feel like, okay, the one other thing that I noticed in this piece, and I literally don't know if this is just a typo, but so Julian Baker's name is spelled with an E. There's a part of this piece where Lucy and Phoebe refer to her as Julian, like spelled J-U-L-I-A-N. And I'm not actually sure if like, it was a a verbal interview. So unless there's like a way that the interviewer could have heard the difference between the mm. two, which I'm not sure yeah. of. It's like, I'm not actually sure how that would be possible. Um, but it is possible that she has a nickname that's like a more mask version of her name, basically. Hell yeah. Um, which is fun, if so. Um, while I was like researching for this episode, I also came across some really funny, like, suggested questions in the google results like when you search for boy Classic. genius the things that come up um one of which is is boy genius a thruple mm. which is amazing and i, I think it. actually when you like look at that question i think this was suggested because there is an article where they talk about the fact that they've gone to therapy the three of them together and so the article describes it as being similar to couples therapy, even though, you know, they're not saying they're literally in a relationship, but right. they have gone to thruples therapy. So. Well, also queer friendships are much more intense and intimate than straight friendships from my experience. Like definitely. And I think like queer people often tend to like want to put in more of that type of like emotional work, like going to Especially therapy together. Especially if you're together. working together um, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's a very cute and queer thing for them to do. Exactly. Um, another suggested question is, what is a boy genius? <laughs> like, as though it's, <laughs> it's like the Jimmy Neutron boy it's genius. Me. I'm a boy genius. Um, yeah. Um, one, are Jimmy boy genius Neutron. all girls? <laughs> I'm so glad you caught that. That one was just for my dad, who listens to this Yes. Literally everyone a for a long time always asked me if one of my tattoos is in honor of Jimmy Neutron and I'm always like, no, it wasn't. But I kind of want to just Wow, say which yes. one? Why do they think that? I have an atom on my shoulder. 
Oh. And I love I mean, that that's some a little presumptuous like... to think. Yeah, it's kind of millennial to be like, is that a Jimmy Neutron reference? It's like, no, that's actually the Adam. I will like, say I much prefer that to random ass like chemist men being well, like, um, being like, um, why do you have boron on your shoulder? I happen to count the specific <laughs> amount of neutrons oh in there. God, and I'm just like, leave so me alone. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god amazing um okay yeah there the last question i needed to read from this was our boy genius all girls and i'm like i'm also curious about that i know but so far that I'm not gonna seems ask to be the case i'm just gonna keep paying attention yeah exactly. that, i think the current correct answer is yes but yes the dot, current dot, dot. in our hearts is what is gender yeah exactly which they already and know which they they definitely embody. They're all very like fluid. I don't know. Yeah, fluid. Like present feminine and masculine um frequently, which is great. We love to fucking see it. Yes. So I okay. think we're going to talk about some of our other favorite music that's come out this year. Let's do it. And so also, Ozzy and I are working on slash have worked on by the time you listen to yes. this I, I still need to add some songs but and by the we, time you hear this they'll we, be there exactly and we may continue to add to it into the future so like you know might as well give it a follow now we're gonna link to it in the bio but we're doing a collaborative playlist of our queer favorites and some of them yes. will be the songs we mentioned that are from this year but some are like for me, at least, that I've already added. It's like, they didn't come out this year, but I fucking love them. And yes, need same. to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I wanted to start with Arlo Parks. Uh, start with, we already talked about Boy Genius. But like, secondly, um, Arlo yes, Parks. adding another. Yes. Incredible, incredible, incredible musician and songwriter. Um, in case you don't know, Arlo Parks is an English bicon who makes incredibly tender, well-thought-out music. Um, if you needed any encouragement, she collaborates with Phoebe Bridgers on a song for her new album, and it may or may not be the first song that I put on our collaborative playlist. Um, but I really oh, yes. do love everything she's done, um, and I think that she kind of fills a niche that, like, it's in the same genre as Boy Genius, probably, but it has its own mm -hmm. specific flair that I do think is very unique. And I really, really love all of her work. Oh, um, next up, I wanted to talk about Miley Cyrus's Endless Summer Vacation. Um, obviously, Miley is popular as fuck, but she's also a bicon. And I personally love that she's also a Scorpio moon. Um Endless Summer oh, Vacation yes. has that track, Flowers. Like, I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> mm, okay, yes. That is like, you know, all <laughs> over. Um, it remained number one. I love that you were doing that for the listeners, but that was like, I didn't know what you were talking about. And then once you sang it, I was like, well, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I did it for you too, because I saw it on your face. Um, but you know, but Thank for, you. I'm glad. I hope it helps because I, you, if you haven't heard okay, that, song well, if it was just for me, then thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. <laughs> um, and it like remained number one for a long time. Um, but my personal favorite track on the album is called Jaded. Uh, it's going on the playlist. Um, Miley is really sacred to me. Hashtag Hannah Montana for life. But and a part of that, too, like she isn't touring. And part of that is she's just been honest that it's not good for her mental health. And like other queer icons have said yeah. similar things like Mitski. Um, mm -hmm. You can watch her perform most of this album, though, on Disney Plus if you have it. And I'm sure it's also nice. like you could probably find some YouTube clips at this point. Yeah. On to the next. The next yes. is so powerful. Um so, we have to talk about it. Exactly. So Janelle Monet just dropped an album like last week called The Age of Pleasure. Um, first yes. of all, Janelle Monet is a non-binary icon and they're at it again. Um, they use they and she pronouns. So I like to interchange them when people have that is going on. So I didn't want our listeners to get confused. Yes. 
But I do want to start by taking a little detour to talk about the album they put out before this one called Dirty Computer. If you haven't uh, heard yes. it, first of all, what? Secondly, when it's so good. It's so good. When Dirty Computer came out, Janelle created an accompanying visual album experience, and it is so gay. It's so gay. It's on YouTube. You, if you have not watched it, you need to turn off this podcast and watch it right immediately, unless you're driving. Um, <laughs> watch it as soon as you get home, though. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing is kind... I mean, it, the costuming, every part of it is incredible. The whole thing is kind of a love letter to Tessa Thompson, who they were dating at the time. And let me just say, I am 100% open to someone sweeping me off my feet in this way. Thank you so much for considering. (laughs) Um, But the deeper thing about Dirty Computer is like the, we are all Dirty Computers, those of us that do not conform to the mainstream like hierarchies of society. Um, And so it's very much like this... um, all of us others, right? Um, and it's so, so good. But truly, everything Janelle Monet does is iconic as fuck. And they are completely unapologetic about themselves. Even now, I believe it was the Met Ball. Um, someone who was interviewing her called them a woman asking, Janelle, what do you like most about being a black woman? Which goes back to my frustration I have about anyone who's attempting to interview a queer person. Yeah. It's honestly so common. It's so frustrating. We interview a lot of trans people on Gender Reveal and the number of people who are like very openly like I only use they them pronouns yet will get called he or she in almost every mainstream news article is wild. It's like it's a basic like fact checking thing. Right. Like why would you not know that information about whoever you're talking to? Right. Truly. I don't understand. It's, It's crazy. It's so simple. Um. But, of course, their response, though shameful that they needed to clarify, was iconic. They go, I'm non-binary and I love black women. I'm she, they, her, them, free-ass motherfucker, and I love black women to the life and to the death of me. So I love that she just turned it around and was like, no, I mean, like, I'm not a black woman, but I love black women. And I'm like, yes, you made it gay as well. (laughs) But Uh, moving on to their newest album, The Age of Pleasure, which admittedly I haven't listened to as much as I intend to yet because the entire album was just released. But it is similarly as iconic and gay as Dirty Computer. There is a music video out for the track Lipstick Lover, which is the track I put on the playlist. Um, And this video is so hot, so queer, and so good. You just do yourself a favor. Uh, Yes. Um, There also is a song that they did with Grace Jones, who is also an iconic, like, a queer icon. I don't know if she is queer, but she definitely, her music is like, very significant in the queer community and i feel like her like playing with gender like is completely revolutionary regardless of like her specific sexual gender identity whatever right um so i'm gonna go ahead and call her a queer icon um and that that song is also amazing uh it's called ooh la la um Mm. But so I think I'm going to put that on the playlist as well. Yes. But yes, I also <laughs> definitely need to listen to this album more um, because it just came out. But I also wanted to talk about um, this other album that came out this year that's by a newer artist who kind of reminds me a little bit of Janelle Monet. Um, mm. They're also non-binary um, person of color who thinks a lot about like kind of like cyborgs and like humans as robots and that that sort of idea that Janelle Monae plays with a lot um so this other artist is named Miss Grit they are also a they she Mm. um and I think like their kind of like vibe and aesthetic is very similar to Janelle Monae's like their album cover is 
a picture of their face with like a bunch of wires coming out of their mouth kind of like matrix style um so it's very like cyborgy in that sense um and the album itself is called follow the cyborg um which is this quote from it's like playing off of this quote from uh this writer donna haraway uh she's like a feminist kind of science and technology writer um in 1985 she wrote this essay a cyborg manifesto um and basically was like writing about a world where she describes women quote could be like cyborgs shaped in an image we didn't choose for ourselves and disloyal and disobedient as a result um so kind of about how like the desire for a human body to be a computer particularly like for women's bodies to be sort of like the perfect worker and birther and all of these mm -hmm. things um is like a dehumanizing sort of impulse um so it's like you know in some ways i feel like janelle monet plays more with like the fun aspects of like what is it to imagine one's body as as a cyborg or as a computer perhaps one that is broken or not working properly but still like what is the freedom in that um that i think like people like robin um have have played mm -hmm. with as well uh with like fembot um yes. her song but yeah i, I was think thinking it's about like, putting it's... a robin track on the playlist yes um, we, we should i yeah. feel like she's definitely a, a queer icon as well 100%. um and i think like in a lot of ways like it's i mean she and janelle Monet both have like really done a lot to like pioneer this kind of energy mm -hmm. um and then i think like newer people like miss grit are kind of playing with that um there's definitely like a lot of musical similarities with Janelle Monae's music. I feel like there's kind of a groovy, like poppy kind of vibe. It's almost like a little bit like 60s mm. pop funk sounding. Um, then there's also definitely like a bit of a different, like kind of like indie electronic, um, like I don't know. It's it reminds me a little bit more of like the XX or Metric or someone like Metric that. Was like, like kind of Emily the... Haynes is one of my first crushes. Uh, yes, that's Ugh. yes, agreed. Same. Literally um, so good. Anyway, yeah, it's I like it's that. also not, like heard of I don't know. It's kind to. of the like like breathy, like very mm. like lo-fi sounding voice. That's like it also kind of has that like digital sounding aspect. Um, but there's I think there's something about like that vocal quality that is very human to me because it's like robot voices can't really sound breathy or like only partially there. It's kind so of true. like an all or nothing. Um, so I like that kind of like playing with human slash robot uh, yeah. that she does. Um, I also wanted to talk about the new Princess Nokia album. Mm -hmm. um, it's I think it's actually an EP, but um, I actually need to double check what their pronouns are. I think they, she, but... Wow, they, she icons. Yeah, really coming through. Okay, yes. Uh, she's a they, she. Um, so beautiful. But their newest album, I don't know who it's about. I was trying to look it up to see if any, like, celeb blogs have reported this. But I don't know, like, who, what ex she wrote this about. But it's it's an EP written to an ex, which I just think is extremely gay. Like, I mean, we were talking about writing someone an album as a way to win them as well, which is also very gay. But this is, like, somehow even ways gayer to, gay. to me. It's, like, the relationship has ended in some sense but you're still creating art about it um and i think honestly like a lot of good art comes out of that sort of impulse but um especially the first song of the album uh closure is like very much about that energy of like this relationship ended but we actually still like really love each other and i still really want the best for you that i think can sometimes be more common in queer breakups than straight ones um i feel like okay so princess nokia for those who have heard of her probably know she you know she's a rapper and songwriter she typically is more like in the hip-hop kind of space um but the song closure especially is like very pop punk as well uh which is really fun it's kind of like paramore vibes a little bit mm. um which it's like it's i don't know there it's just there's something like very fun about 
I think like having a breakup song in that register, but it's also like a happy breakup song. Like it's a, it's kind of a nice breakup song. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, yes. Also, uh, they're bi, so I I found that out while researching this. I think I knew she was queer of some variety, but um, I feel like I have to say also Princess Nokia has kind of been accused of blackfishing, like trying to look darker skinned than she actually is. Uh, so I'm just going to put that out there. If you want to follow their work, you should perhaps be aware of that i still like some of their work but i think um i don't know definitely when thinking about like non-black or passing rap artists it's mm. like uh it feels like a trickier space for me where there are like things that i perhaps might not like work that i might not appreciate or want to see from an artist like that as opposed to a black rapper um but i do still think that a lot of that their work is really great um for example this album so absolutely that's, that's what i'll say about that i mean love that and that made me think of um so muna put out an album last year it's a fucking ripper um and that a song that's kind of similar to what you're yes. describing it like of like a breakup that there's still okay vibes there's one that's like anything mm. but me um that is very much like yeah i'm still here for you and i wish you all the best and you can call me if you need anything but like anything but me <laughs> um right i and, love that but they did come out with a single this year and that is called one that got away and it's a fucking banger first of all but b i do love the like sass that comes with like yeah, you could not get your shit together, and now I'm the one that got away. Yes. So, and I'm like, that's also gay, because we're like petty bitches sometimes, as we should be. Definitely. Because people be like, out here, like, messing shit up, you know? For real. Very relatable. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also feel like there just are not that many different kinds of straight love songs or like mm. songs about relationships. Um, I mean, you know, there are always more and more every day, but like, I think <laughs> there's a lot of like gaps that aren't really filled by like mainstream straight romantic music and to have like, yeah, like a song like that, um, or a song, there's actually this new, um, album that came out this year uh by this person caroline rose also that has mm -hmm. a song called love song for myself yes. um that i think is also a great example of like a type of love song that we don't have enough of like just being like i'm fucking awesome and it's actually fine if i'm single um and like that's beautiful i have a playlist that's almost all those kinds of songs ozzy i can share with you sometime i love that please do <laughs> um it's only because i have had to embody that for many many periods of my life i mean yes i think it's a common queer experience too exactly. because like there's so many parts of society that are like you are bad and you have to spend so much time being like no i have to like i have to be the one to tell myself that i'm actually good and okay exactly. um and sometimes you need to write a song about that that's fucking right but yes, okay, one other artist that I wanted to talk about who hasn't put out an album in almost 10 years, so arguably is not a new artist in any sense, but um, she is touring this year for the first time in a while, um, at least that I have seen. And even though she hasn't made new music, she's touring with a lot of other cool people. And she's she's put out like a few singles um, somewhat recently, like in the past couple of years. But I wanted to talk about Peaches because I just personally love Peaches and she was very foundational to like my understanding of queer music. Um, I feel like, I don't know, she first started putting out music in the early 2000s, I think. So like, I was a bit too young to really be listening to her then. But in high school, she was kind of one of the first like queer artists that I got into um and she just is iconic i feel like i've realized more recently that like she isn't i don't know i feel like sometimes people haven't heard of her and i just want to spread the gospel so um her earlier work was very like 
Bush era. Um, she had a really iconic album uh, called Father Fucker, uh, which was her second album that has a song called Impeach My Bush, mm. um, which, or no, actually, I feel like that might have just been its own album. She had an album that was called Impeach My Bush, um, which I feel like, okay, yeah. So that came out in 2006, which was like height of George W. Bush being president. Um, and like in in some ways, I think the music is like of that era, but I think that there's also a lot of great um, stuff to be found in it. One of my favorite songs of hers is called Boys Wanna Be Her, um, which is like kind of playing on that idea of like the girls want to be her and the boys want to fuck her, like kind of comment that someone would make. But so the lyrics of this song are just the boys want to be her, the girls want to be her. And that just like repeats a lot, um, which I think like I just found like so revolutionary when I first heard it uh, as like a high schooler. Absolutely. and yeah i oh she also um i think her first album had the song fuck the pain away which i feel like is again like talking about i don't know types of love songs that don't exist like what uh that's like a queer mood that needs to be captured in music i think um so it's like it is very much about that like you know kink but also like what it's like to have your sexuality be like literally something that causes pain from society right um and i think this might be the first song i personally ever heard that had sex noises in it there's kind of like she does like a little bit of a like uh uh like it's it's not like a full sex noise impersonation maybe but it's definitely like it it's clear that she's getting at sex um in a way that was like I was really, like, shocked and, like, I don't know, excited about as a high schooler. Like, I was like, you can do that in music. Like, you can just grunt like that in a song. Yo, That's beautiful. You did not grow up with, like, Led Zeppelin blasting in your house. I feel like he would do that shit all the time. And I would be like, ugh, because, like, you know, a, yeah, a I guess I, cis man doing right. it is, like, not as fun. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like my, like, musical, my exposure to music was very sheltered in some ways. Like, I feel like I missed a lot of, like, things that other people of my age group know about. Well, that was just, Um, like, my parents, but also, like, the radio stations in Buffalo are not that good. And so one of the better ones is, like, the classic rock station. Yes. I feel like a lot of people at my high school were into Led Zeppelin. I just didn't really... listen to them in high school fair um but (laughs) i mean they're not i i can't say i recommend i mean it's fine it's a part of my history (laughs) yeah no it's it's okay thank you (laughs) for being honest about that (laughs) shaking my head but yeah anyway um just you know i check her out she's great i think a lot of her um music is just really good like kind of like queer clubbing music it's very fun to dance to but it also has a great beautiful message about gender and or sexuality um one other thing i wanted to mention that this also is not from this year but is pretty recent um it's this song called body was made by ezra Furman, um and she is a trans artist who i feel like is fairly popular um she had i think she maybe wrote like most or all of the music in that show sex education Mm. which i have not personally seen i've heard it's good good. um but yeah so i feel like a lot of people know her from that um but this song is just like a really great queer bop as well um and i'm gonna put it on our playlist just because i feel like it's such a great pride song in general um i really feel like it's about it's funny because it's called body was made and it's like you could interpret that to be like a kind of born this way sentiment um but i think given the perspective of this specific artist i really interpret it as being about like i guess on the one hand how like 
all bodies are beautiful bodies and like all bodies are bodies that we are living in the world in and that like deserve care and love um but also that like you can have agency over your own body like you can choose to change specific aspects of your body um and presentation and like that can be sort of a like like a loving act towards your own body um and i think that is what this song is about and it's also just a banger like it's really fun to dance and sing along to i fucking love that um so Thank we you. we just wanted to close out this episode with some random more things about music this whole episode has kind of been all over the place but that's what you get when you let your heart win um <laughs> and so okay i love this because i think it's this again like it's the audacity of straights really um i knew someone once who did not know that diana ross's i'm coming out was a gay song until they heard it in my presence and i think that's so funny because it's like what do straight people even think and then they are like aware of queerness just when they're around queer people. <laughs> right. Well, I wonder if it's like how like sometimes when we like watch TV or whatever, we have to just like pretend that things might be gay, even if like, you know, the characters are never actually going to kiss or whatever. Yes. But it's just like, maybe they will. Who knows? But yes. like straight people are only doing that when there are queer people around. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, is that gay? You're like, Maybe. it's fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, it always is. Uh, yeah, oh, obviously that's, that's going to so be my, the yes is going to be my answer regardless. But like, I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I've got to let it show. Yes. Like, I feel like it's so funny. I think I remember like a specific moment where I like asked an adult what that song meant. And they also said that it, they said something else it, they didn't say it was about being gay but i'm like did they know or did they just like like no, were they lying like they, or did I they just think have they no lying. idea i yeah. think they might have just had no idea yeah i think people think it's like stepping out of your house or whatever <laughs> like, yeah I, I well it could yeah shoot. but then i'm you like you do both at but once you want the world to know that's for me what it's like you can't you can't straighten yes. this up <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that people didn't realize were gay, that straight people didn't realize were gay, I just wanted to talk about a couple uh, classic queer songs that I love, largely because of how gay the music videos are, but also because the songs are good. The first one is I'm Still Standing, which is by Elton John. And I actually did not know what the music video for this song was until I saw that like new biopic they made about Elton John somewhat recently oh, where yeah. they like fully recreated this music video within the movie like with actors and I had to look it up because I literally didn't believe that something this gay was like a music video that was put out and like Pete Elton John was like not saying that he was gay like he was kind of pretending to be straight at this point and people were like this is a straight man and this is a song by a straight man about loving women i guess oh my um, god but it's just it's really great it's just basically a lot of like hot people running around in like bathing suits and short shorts um but it's very it's very like gender also it's it's almost like mm, drag in the yes. way that the gender is like overperformed um i love that or like you know like the kind of like hyper masculine gay men sort of thing. it's like very like hyper to the max mm. fully saturated gender um but speaking of drag an actual drag performance is the music video of i want to break free which is by queen um, and I personally think this song is also very trans. Yes. Um, it's kind of like, it has the energy of being a love song to yourself. And it's basically, you could interpret it as being about an abusive relationship. You could interpret it as being about a relationship with like a transphobic partner, for example. Um, but you could also interpret it as being more broadly about like breaking free from gender norms or like an oppressive uh gender expectation that's being placed on you which is something that freddie mercury who was very gender non-conforming struggled with um and he was also bi 
uh Ugh. which we love we love but yeah this this music video is john all of is the band gay, members to be clear, to yes people. and elton john is gay yes yes um i get yeah, i just like no, assume no. people I know. know that i just realized i was like we should, we should say it um, <laughs> yes to be clear these are these are queer artists but it's just yeah like at the time right right people i mean i think actually when um i want to break free came out everyone was like freddie mercury are you gay and he, well, he kind of like didn't like, I erase him and just categorize him as gay. Yes, a lot of and times just say that he bi. was gay. Um, even yeah. though by by what he has said about his sexuality, I would say that he's a bisexual person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think given his understanding of his own gender as well, like I would say that like sexuality is more is harder to pin down in exactly. that case as well. Right. Related. Um, <laughs> Yes. So, so true. Truly true for all of us. Um, but yeah, I guess I just, I love that um, in this music video, like the other members of the band, Queen, who are straight men um, and all seem to be cis as far as I know, uh, just decided that they like wanted to do drag as well. And like, I don't actually remember if Freddie was out to the other band members at this time or if they sort of knew of the rumors or not, but it was like clearly a thing that one of the other band members like went to Freddie and was like, I think we should do this as sort of like a political statement, which like at the time it was a really big deal. This video right. was like, I think we might've talked about, I might've mentioned this before, but the video was banned in the US. Um, Cause it, I did not they were that. British. Um, and like literally just because it featured men dressed up in quote-unquote women's clothing um that was considered like too raunchy and so they knew that it would be really like controversial essentially and decided to do it because they were like we kind of want to like make a statement about this um and i mean freddie mercury was also known for kind of like playing around with gender uh in his performance but yeah it's it's a great i think encapsulation of a lot of that energy and i think that the song itself also like lends really well to a queer reading um even if it is not about that i think it can be read that way i completely agree and i actually haven't seen either of these music videos so i'm going to after we're done recording hell yes Ugh. um so i do feel like it's very important um that people know in case you are unaware that oh my God, yes. two of the Spice Girls were indeed fucking for a while. And I just love that. It's scary and baby Spice. So beautiful. AKA Mel B and Jerry Horner. Like now we can all claim Spice Girls songs as gay, which like, let's be honest, I already did before knowing this. But now yes. I can fully but know. I love that. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> Yes, you know, it's just, it's another level when you actually know that gay sex was involved. Exactly. You're just like, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, and my lover is my best friend. Is my friend. And... <laughs> just to be clear. Yes, exactly. Because when they talk about it, I they're just it. like, we were best friends. I don't know. It just happened. No big deal. <laughs> uh, um, that's so cute. And last but not least, we did mention them um, as their song, but I just, I have to talk about the band Muna for a moment. Yes, um, please do. Because it's the gayest band in the world, I'm pretty sure. Like, they've always built themselves in this way as well. So the three people in Muna are Katie, who uses she, her pronouns, Naomi, who uses they, them pronouns, and Josette, who uses they and she pronouns. And Katie and Naomi dated like back in the day. And a lot of the songs that Katie wrote for their first album are about Naomi. Oh and my God. That's, yet that's they amazing. have been in this band together for, for a decade at this point. Right. And like, you know, support each other beyond anything else. And like, you know, it's not a romantic situation between them. Right. And that alone is the gayest yes, thing I've ever so fucking gay. heard. <laughs> but also, so like there's a TikTok that was going around that's like this person who went to a Taylor Swift concert because Muna um, opened for Taylor Swift. But this, this person was there to see oh, Taylor, yeah. okay. um, which like, of course. And mm -hmm. they had not heard of 
Muna before. And the way that Muna performs on stage, if you've never had the honor and delight of seeing them, is they are all like really sexual with each other on stage on purpose. Like, and and like the bassist and the other person who's a man like do that as well. Like they make sure every single thing is like the gayest it possibly could be. And it's this person at a Taylor Swift concert being like, who are these people? This is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just like, I'm so obsessed. A, that Taylor Swift was like, I'm going to have not only Phoebe Bridgers, which like, Phoebe Bridgers, as discussed, is more popular, but also yes. having Muna open for Taylor right. Swift, like that, that's absolutely life changing for this band. Like when I saw them, they were yeah, opening for Phoebe Bridgers, and like most people in the audience did not know Muna; they only knew Phoebe. Right. Yeah, that's wild. But that's also so fun. I feel like it's also a very specific choice for Taylor to be like, I want like my audience that maybe isn't as queer to like find out about this very gay band. Exactly. Um, Or like, I don't know. Yeah, just like bringing that like to people as well, I think is a really beautiful decision. Right? I'm obsessed. I love it. Um, Well, that is all we have time to talk about in your ears today but we will be adding many of our other favorite queer songs um a lot of them like recent stuff uh that you may not have heard yet to this playlist and that will be in the show notes but if you would like to help us create this playlist and suggest some songs for us you should join our discord by going to patreon.com season of the bitch where you can throw some money our way, make it easier for us to keep doing this. And if you do that, you can join our Discord, which is full of beautiful queer and trans people and musicians, frankly. We have quite a few musicians in there. Hell yeah. Um, And they're all lovely to talk to. Uh, You also can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Season of the Bee. And You're doing great. you can rate, <laughs> review, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Um, if you don't feel like joining the Discord, I guess you could suggest some songs in like the comments of your review if you would like to. Um, but you will only be. But you have to five say something stars. nice about us, also. Yes. Otherwise, we'll ignore it. True. <laughs> but you insult. Yeah. How dare oh, you not you... compliment my friends? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um you can also go to our website and check out our merch um maybe you still need something fun to wear to a pride event this month check out our website we have some good shit on there uh seasonofthebee.com is it seasonofthebitch.com <laughs> it no it's seasonofthebee.com but i love that you just had a you the look of dread the look of dread so on sure. seasonofthebee.com <laughs> It's just on my browser, it's bookmarked. So I just click it. I don't type it in. I don't, the address could be anything. So I mean, true. So I could true, be going bestie. anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, go go to season3.com. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. We, we love, love you. you. And I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. the bitch.